0: Welcome to The Buddha's Advice. I'm Jason Padilla. In this last episode of the season, we continue the exploration of death, this time in consolation of the dying themselves. One of the significant markers of death is our reluctance and fear in talking about it or working with it. Many consider death too morbid and quickly change the subject to sunnier matters. Writing a will and planning a funeral is full of emotional upheaval. It is difficult to say goodbye to the ones we love and to lose those that are close to us. However, death is inevitable and will come for us sooner or later. What advice does the Buddha have on fear of death? In the numerical discourses of the Buddha, we find a sutta where the Buddha and a Brahmin discuss the people who fear the end of their lives. Found in the Book of the Fours, sutta number 184, is simply called Fearless. This title refers to the people who were fearless at the time of death. At the time, the Buddha was debating with several Brahmins about the nature of phenomena, people, and various teachings. This sutta is one of those encounters. It begins, quote, Then the Brahmin Janusoni approached the Blessed One and exchanged greetings with him. Then sitting to one side, he said to the Blessed One, Master Gotama, I have the thesis and hold the view that there is no one subject to death who is not frightened and terrified of death. The Buddha replies, Brahman, there are those subject to death that are frightened and terrified of death, but there are also those subject to death that are not frightened and terrified of death. And Brahman, who are subject to death that are frightened and terrified of death? Here, someone is not devoid of lust, desire, affection, thirst, passion, and craving for sensual pleasures. When he incurs a severe and debilitating illness, he thinks, Alas, the sensual pleasures dear to me will leave me, and I will have to leave those sensual pleasures. He sorrows, languishes, and laments. He weeps, beating his breast, and becomes confused. This is one subject to death, who is frightened and terrified of death. Again, someone who is not devoid of lust, desire, affection, thirst, passion, and craving for the body. When he incurs a severe and debilitating illness, he thinks, Alas, this body dear to me will leave me, and I will have to leave this body. He sorrows, languishes, and laments. He weeps, beating his breast, and becomes confused. This too is one subject to death who is frightened and terrified of death. Again, Someone who has not done what is good and wholesome, or has made a shelter for himself, but has done what is evil, cruel, and defiled. When he incurs a severe and debilitating illness, he thinks, Alas, I have not done anything good and wholesome, nor have I made a shelter for myself, but I have done what is evil, cruel, and defiled. When I pass on, I will meet the appropriate fate. He sorrows languishes and laments. He weeps, beating his breast, and becomes confused. This too is one subject of death, who is frightened and terrified of death. Again, someone here is perplexed, doubtful, and undecided about the good Dhamma. When he incurs a severe and debilitating illness, he thinks, Alas, I am perplexed, doubtful, and undecided about the good Dhamma. He sorrows, languishes, and laments. He weeps, beating his breast, and becomes confused. This, too, is one subject to death who is frightened and terrified of death. These are the four subject to death that are frightened and terrified of death. End quote. Here, the Buddha is using his classic structure of going towards either wholesomeness or unwholesomeness. Presented here are four types of people stuck in thinking unwholesomely. They are consumed by their greed for experiences, material things, or their own body and youth. People like these only see their actions and delusions at the end of their lives, too late to make a difference now. The Buddha's advice here is not to waste so much time on things, youth, the body, and instead focus on doing what wholesome things we can for ourselves and for others. The Buddha continues likewise as he did before, but speaking on the four people who are fearless at the time of death, he states, And Brahman, Who are those subject to death, that are not frightened and terrified of death? Here, someone is devoid of lust, desire, affection, thirst, passion, and craving for sensual pleasures. When he incurs a severe and debilitating illness, he does not think, Alas, the sensual pleasures dear to me will leave me, and I will have to leave those sensual pleasures. He does not sorrow, languish, and lament. He does not weep, beating his breast, and become confused. This is one subject to death, who is not frightened and terrified of death. Again, someone who is devoid of lust, desire, affection, thirst, passion, and craving for the body. When he incurs a severe and debilitating illness, he does not think, Alas, this body dear to me will leave me, and I will have to leave this body. He does not sorrow, languish, and lament. He does not weep, beating his breast, and become confused. This, too, is one subject to death, who is not frightened and terrified of death. Again, someone who has not done what is evil, cruel, and defiled, but has done what is good and wholesome, and has made a shelter for himself. When he incurs a severe and debilitating illness, he thinks, Indeed, I have not done anything evil, cruel, and defiled, but I have done what is good and wholesome, and made a shelter for myself. When I pass on, I will meet the appropriate fate. He does not sorrow, languish, and lament, He does not weep, beating his breast, and become confused. This, too, is one subject to death who is not frightened and terrified of death. Again, someone who is unperplexed, doubt-free, and decided about the good Dhamma. When he incurs a severe and debilitating illness, he thinks, I am unperplexed, doubt-free, and decided about the good Dhamma. He does not sorrow, languish, or lament. He does not weep, beating his breast, and become confused. This, too, is one subject to death who is not frightened and terrified of death. These, Brahman, are the four subject to death that are not terrified and frightened of death. These are the four types of people that, according to the Buddha, have completely understood the teachings of the Dharma. They have ended all their psychological craving and wanting, stopped their anger and hatred, and risen above their delusions and ignorance about the world. How do these teachings help a chaplain or a caregiver? How can they be used with the dying? As mentioned before, death is a frightening experience for many people. Some people, like Anatapadika, are ready to die, but many others are not. This sutta teaches us that we can console the dying by reminding them of their past good deeds, by focusing on wholesome things instead of material ones, and by finding liberation out of a dying body. Like Anatapindika, these people need company, comfort, companionship, and hope in their situation. Through all six episodes of this second season, it is my hope that we found some comfort, consolation, and wisdom in the ministry of the Buddha. Whether we examine his words on caregivers, spiritual advice, the holy life, the sick, the mourning, or the dying, we will always find themes of love, care, kindness, and compassion— Buddhist or not, these suttas provide guidance and wisdom in the contemporary age and for all people. They will serve caregivers and chaplains well for a very long time. I'm Jason Padilla, and this is The Buddha's Advice.